0: Welcome back to Shrinking It Down Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Gene Baresson. And I'm Steve Schlossman. And today, as usual, we're going to talk about something that's not so simple as nothing in mental health really is. Um, I don't know, why do we call it Mental Health Made Simple?
1: Because what we're trying to do is talk about complicated things in the simplest of terms, meaning the most straightforward of terms, so that the discussion can be fun and connected, but
0: also we learn new things. Thank you. Today we're going to be talking about, you didn't know that before? Yeah, yeah I knew that. Okay. But okay. I just wanted to kind of like just making sure make sure that you knew it. Stop, just tell them. Okay. What we're... So today we're going to be talking about the role of creativity in human relationships. And the question is, you know, so so what? I mean, what what is the role of being creative? in relationships. And it's
1: almost an unanswerable question because we've never not been creative. So that's a really interesting thing to think about. So so there's a, a school of anthropology, uh, there's, I think he's at the University of Chicago now, who says, rather than thinking of us as homo sapiens, so the hominid that is wise, that's what that means, we should be homo nerens, the hominid that tells stories, that creates stories. And it's a little Wait, bit. Wait, what's the first one? Oh, so, oh, so homo is hominid. That just means a primate-like. Creature, we're the okay. most, you know, supposedly right. advanced we're the of sapiens. The primates, right, okay. which means we're the wise sapiens, we're right. the wise um, hominids, we're the right. wise primates. He says, no, 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 actually, what distinguishes us from everyone else, and there's been a little bit of doubt shed on this because it looks like chimps tell stories to each other, yeah. but what distinguishes us is our willingness to convey truths through narratives, through stories, through creative efforts. And we'll even do that with what appear to be lies. That's what sarcasm or irony is. But Mm -hmm. through that, we convey a kind of truth about each other. And that's what's bound cultures together
0: since we've been cultures. So they connect, so creativity actually is a glue that connects people together. Yeah. in, 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 In various different kinds of ways, right? Yep,
1: and also allows one culture to make its needs known to other cultures. Through creative efforts, you get, you get a sense of what people value um, through what kind of art they create. And the brain, our brains, are really happy when they're allowed to create things, and our brains get really miserable when they're not allowed to create things. And that's important to keep in so mind. So from a
0: biological standpoint, keeping it really simple, what are the chemical underpinnings of our brains that actually make us happy Yeah, and uh, I w- love when you're creative when you're creative yeah I love this topic and, and I'm sorry I get so excited <laughs> I about <know>. it. Um,
1: <laughs> I write stories I don't write I, I love it if somebody happens to read my stories but that's not why I write them I write them because of that chemical under tone they make that you happens. happy. they make me happy so if you look at functional MRI scanners of people as they're um, watching a movie reading a story listening to music virtually every region of the brain that's involved with the dopamine reward system fires it's like Healthy But dopamine
0: is a reward system.
1: It's an enzyme, or it's, I'm sorry, it's a neurotransmitter that gets secreted throughout your brain,
0: but in certain areas when you feel particularly good. Well, let me ask you a question, though, because sometimes people say they do their best when they're melancholy, when they're sad. They write their, their most creative works. You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, um, a country singer named Bradley Walker who said, you know, you know, um, I, 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 you know I, I sing the best when I'm hurting. Yeah. So, so how does that jive so, with, so with, with,
1: with... A lot of people debate this, right? So um, Kay Jameson's talked about this. Uh, Mark Vonnegut, who's a pediatrician we work with, has right. talked about this. These are um, debatable issues. People might feel they do their best work when they're melancholy but that's different from doing your best work when you're pathologically depressed I say so so depression itself is by definition a sort of dampening down right. of the brain's capacity to make things and often the coming out of that that kind of melancholy state allows you to create to find a new idea but it is the case that the creative uh, journey which is a corny term but it's a real one in, in the literature is is fraught with frustration, mm-hmm. and that's what gets some people down, especially when they finish something, a painting, a uh, script, a uh, piece of music, and then they have to go back and edit it. The editing actually really bums some people out, and there's a lot of studies of that where there's a kind of euphoria when you're creating, and then this bottoming out would you have to edit it and change it. It's like you're killing something that you made. Yeah.
0: Well, David Foster Wallace, I mean the story goes, is that he would actually write, he would edit four times. Would, he would write it and he would put it in a drawer and then he would bring it out and he would edit it again and he took four edits to actually finish it. Maybe yep. because he needed that space and time to kind of like put it aside and just kind of like I don't know, get away from it or something. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, Joss Whedon, who's one of my fam- or favorite um, movie uh, directors and screenwriters who created Buffy the Vampire Slayer and The Cabin in the Woods, all these things, he's always working on, he's been quoted as saying, he's always working on three or four projects because he'll start to burn out on one and he's like, it's not right, but I can't look at it anymore and he'll go and work on something else. Yeah. No, there's other people like Stephen King who just writes, just the sits down too. and writes. Yeah. These are obviously the, the sort of, pinnacles of creative effort and in some ways they're the extreme but within all of us right is this capacity this desire to make things sure. that's why kids drop pictures the first time right. they can hold a crown right that's what they do.
0: so so creativity is really important so so let's talk about you know kind of creativity within human interactions like you know so the holidays are coming upon us and 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 you know oftentimes we'll be doing creative things together whether it's cooking, in my family for example, every Thanksgiving it's traditional that we all get around the piano, we all get instruments and we sing. It's not necessarily the most elegant. It's probably <laughs> awesome though. But it, it, but it, it is amazing. Uh, it's an amazing experience because it's, it's, it's interactive and we sing and we play and then it, it brings everybody together so, so what are the kinds of things that people can do well, during let me ask you, why is that creative? What have you created? Well, it's interesting, I'm a musician, so, so even though it's a group of people, even, even the stuff we do together, music has a structure to it. It has a beginning, it has a middle, and it has an end. Whether you like it or not, it's, it tells a story. And so every story is different. So every time we do something, it's a brand new rendition. It's a brand new rendition. Right. Every
1: time you read Shakespeare, you're reading it for the first time because your life has changed since that time. Exactly. So the context in which you're reading it has changed. And very. it's
0: surprising. What's interesting is that it's it's surprisingly different. And sometimes you'll hear something that is interesting and 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 it makes you do something different. The yeah. other thing that I really love about doing things together is that, you know, it, listening to each other and playing off of each other and modifying what you're going to do without even right. planning what you're going to do is interesting and it's and it's and it's unique
1: yeah it's a little it's a little um a little scary right because you don't actually know where it'll go and so you've got to be comfortable enough to screw it up right like <laughs> like oh that didn't sound good man and then you go back and you, and you laugh everybody laughs and they do it again you know I, I just read a paper that um Families that watch TV shows with their kids actually have a greater likelihood of those kids feeling connected to their families, which might seem like it goes without saying, but that's really different than watching TV separately. And they do better at um, on a number of measurable scales of emotional health.
0: But isn't it isn't it kind of a passive thing? I mean, one of the one of the things that people worry about with watching TV with with your family members is that everybody's kind of like. You know, yes. chopping on their own popcorn, sitting in the, in, the, in, the, in the isolation booth, and not interacting. So it's only
1: and passive it if it's passive. This study pointed out that the ones who seemed to do best were the ones, and the, ones who on, the only ones who did best, this was actually a study done in Sweden, is the folks who, after the show was over, at some point they talked about it. Oh. It wasn't like a decided thing, it wasn't like, now we will discuss this last episode of
0: Stranger Things it just happened. Well, the other and thing they, that I've noticed, even when I go to the, the movies w- w- with with my with my kids, um, or sitting in, on the couch, looking at other people's reaction, look, watching the way they react, taking note when they're laughing or when they're saying, like, what? It, it, yeah. it, it, it adds to the experience of the film. So it's not just that you're immersed in the film, you kind of watching other people's reactions and reacting to their reactions while you're watching the film so so the film is greater than the film itself yeah
1: no it's an it's an iterative process and then if you see that movie again you'll have the memory of the last time you saw that movie with the family and you'll bring that to the movie. I mean, this is all actually how the creative brain works. That's why everybody says there's nothing original, but that doesn't matter. Everything's derivative. Well, even,
0: even you know, like, and, and kids want to see things over and over. And I mean, it's, you know, it's like my grandchildren, you know, I, whether it's Sing or whether it's, you know, like Planet Earth, and, and one of the kids will say like, uh-oh, the snow leopard is gonna like eat that sheep. Look, and, and last <laughs> last week, Last
1: weekend, I was waiting for my oldest daughter to get home. It was Saturday night, and the big chill was on. I haven't seen that since I oh, was in um, high school. And I started crying because it had such a different meaning to me. It's it's actually about the age that I am now, as opposed to the what age did you I, cry I was when I Did 18. you cry
0: because of the memories that you had having watched it before? Did you cry because I your daughter know. was watching it with you? No, I she think. wasn't there. It was oh. just me. Oh, it was just you? Yeah. So oh.
1: I, I guess what I'm saying is that... I've now seen that movie twice, but it, it's almost like a different person saw it the first time oh. than saw it the second time. Interesting. And That's so interesting. that creativity, whether it's a passive experience, you can't help but to learn something new about yourself, whether it's passive or active. Yeah. I learned something about myself, which is in a very active way, I understood that I've gotten older, yeah.
0: um,
1: which is something I knew, but okay. I didn't know it that
0: well. So now it's time in our show for Monumental mental health myths, which will be relevant to this topic, and uh, Herman, our friend, has prepared some. Has prepared some for us, and here's one for you, which you have not seen before. No,
1: (laughs) I have not seen this ever before. (laughs) Do not think that this is fixed. Um, Art is not as important as science. Which is, by the way... Well, that's
0: a fact, isn't it?
1: Uh, well, a lot of school curriculums feel that way. A lot of uh, people say, look, we're losing the battle in technology, so we need to get rid of all the art in schools. The and the budgets are being cut. The budgets are being cut. Let's STEM, 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 STEM science, technology, engineering, math, which, by the way, are super, super STEM important. STEM is? Science, technology, engineering, and math. Okay. Uh, and they're important. Super important. But you can make a very good case that this is a false distinction. So why is it false? Because every innovation is a creative one. Whether it happens in science, or whether it happens on a movie screen, or whether it happens with a guitar. When Einstein came up with this theory of relativity, he could not have possibly tested it. It was a poem.
0: It it was a work of art. Yeah. It was
1: his creation. And if we don't teach people the willingness to uh, go from A to D, which is basically what a creative um, endeavor is, to go not A, B, C, D, E like an equation, but A to D.
0: Right. We don't teach that. We will lose the innovation battle. And, and there really is something artistic and creative about a scientific theory. Oh, it's, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Yeah. In, and, you know, um,
1: as Keats told us, truth is beauty. So it becomes, it's beautiful and therefore it's true. And the other way around, too. Yeah.
0: But then we need some kind of evidence to kind of like see whether it actually fits or works.
1: And the evidence is there, actually. You can look at cytokine production becoming more favorable to our overall health when people engage in creative endeavors. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Your turn. One for me. One for me. One that you
1: have, of course, never, ever seen. Never.
0: It's upside down. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. Competition worsens creativity <laughs> it's interesting that the first thing i'm thinking about is um, when jazz musicians <laughs> um, you know exchange eights or jam together um, it's highly competitive it's it's um you know there's a sense of one upmanship. Um, uh, Who's got the best riff for the certain part of the, you know, uh, uh, of the of the of the of the theme? There's a lot of competition in art. I mean, charades. I mean, games, drawings. You know, so competition really is part and parcel of of creativity. And what's what's interesting about it is is that it's competitive, but it's competitive in kind of a novel, interesting. Well, that's stimulating the, kind of way. That's the
1: trick, right? Like you've got to let it be that way. It can take over. It can, the competition can become the thing that you're working on rather than the creative project. Right, and that's a problem. So, you've so keeping be aware your eye of it. on on yeah. the
0: creative process and not letting it be divisive, or not let it ruin. Right, I, I remember going to your house and
1: playing music with a bunch of folks, and um, I, I I can play. Th- I'm like a guy with a guitar, three chords. That's what I can do. Everyone was <laughs> soloing, and then they said, "Take it, Steve." I was like, "No, no, man, right back to you. I'm going to do D G E. We'll keep playing this Dylan song. Everything will be cool." So there, I couldn't compete there, but it didn't matter to me. I was still part of that that
0: world. Well, actually, um, you did you did contribute because your contribution was 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 strumming the chords, and people could kind of like play behind you and. That was your contribution. People played all over me, and that was perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, it was still fine. Yes. It was still fine. Well, thanks a lot for listening, everybody, and I hope you'll have uh, a creative time over over these holidays, and, and even not during the holidays. I mean, remember, you know, creativity kind of brings us all together, and it 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 makes us happy. So
1: thanks very much for walking, or I'm sorry, for watching, and um, we'll see you next time.
0: Oh, and also by the way if you have some thoughts about creativity or about how we can kind of, you know, um, expand the, the, you know, you know, art and mental health are really tied together. So, send us your artwork. Send us your poems. Send limerick. Us I want a limerick. A limerick? Limerick. A limerick. I want a limerick. How about a
1: haiku? Without Nantucket in it. Without but Nantucket. I want a
0: okay. How about a haiku? 575? Yeah, Whatever. Send us your stuff. We'll post it On the Clay Center site, if it's appropriate, Um, I'm Gene Baresen.
1: And I'm Steve Schlossman for the second time, signing off.